this just in. I'm so bored right now that I have decided to record a podcast right before midnight. Um, I said, like, what do I have to do? I have nothing to do, which is a lie. I have so many things to do, but I'm not getting them done. I'm procrastinating. So I decided to hop on the pod because it's been a couple of months because I think the last episode I recorded was kind of a downer (laughs) because my mom had, um, you know, died. (laughs) She decided to die and good for her. I think that's what she wanted. Um, is it a bummer for me and my sister? Yeah, it is. Um, I just got back from Colorado the other day. I was there for 11 days, if you can believe it. 11 days in beautiful Colorado Springs, Colorado on the front range, you know. What a city. What a town. Um, I'm kind of being sarcastic. I don't know if anyone uh, who's listening to this has ever been to Colorado Springs, but it is a strange place. And I grew up there and a part of me really loves it. It's like, it's kind of like a really trashy place. (laughs) This is going to sound so awful. It's yeah, it's like pretty trashy. I mean, it's, it's what, it's what people picture when they think of like what America is like. Okay. I mean, it's just very American. Um, Lots of chains, um, chain restaurants, you know, Chili's. Like, going to Chili's in Colorado Springs is a huge deal. Huge deal, you know. There's not a lot of uh, five-star restaurants in Colorado Springs. I mean, there's some, and I've been to them, okay, because I'm a fancy woman. But to me, sometimes I'm just, I'm simple. I'm simple to please, and an order of Southwest egg rolls can hit the spot. Or the shroom burger. The mushroom uh, shroom burger. So, whatever. Mm. Um, so, Colorado Springs is, uh, I don't know. It's an interesting mix of people. I mean, there's like three military bases there. So, you get a lot of uh, people from other places moving to Colorado Springs. So, there are a lot of transplants. But there's like a ton of people who, you know, were born there and grew up there and just stayed there. In fact, I would say most people that I like went to school with when I was growing up there, like stayed there and are still there. (laughs) Or they like moved an hour north to Denver. And Denver is like a totally different world from Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs is kind of like, in a lot of parts, it's kind of like dilapidated and old I don't know how to describe it it's like stepping back into the 90s like it's it's you're you're literally going back in time like you get on the plane from Los Angeles it's 2022 right you land in Denver Denver is somewhere like I'd say in Denver it's probably around 2017 you know just because of the way like people dress and when you drive down to Colorado Springs Um, I would say you're going at least, um, 15 more years into the past. Like, it's probably the early aughts there. Like, things there are so slow and strange. Um, like, I remember when I moved back there after college, um, I think it was probably, what year was that? That was, like, 2010, and... They were, like, just, like, starting to get leggings there. And leggings had come back, like, probably in, like, 06 in New York. 
and it took like four years for leggings to come to Colorado Springs. So that's the type of place we're talking about. Also, there's like four country western bars and that's what I was doing when I was there uh, last week. I was going to a country western bar and playing Texas Hold'em with strange people and line dancing. What are my favorite line dances? Thanks for asking. Um, Copperhead Road is a big one. I'm drinking one glass of wine. Hold on. Mm. Mm. That's a good Sauvignon Blanc. I'll tell you about that later. Um, so Copperhead Road, I would say, is my favorite line dance. Um, if you don't know the song just look it up. I mean, it's, it's a pretty, it's kind of a difficult line dance, but then once you like get the hang of it, it's like pretty easy. It's a lot of stomping. It's like a huge cardio workout. And the first time I did it, like in years, I was like pretty out of breath. So I did it, um, a few times last week and it started getting easier and easier. So, um, you know, that's good. Maybe I should just do that to get back in shape because I need to, you know, drop a few LBs. Trigger warning for anybody who um, doesn't like hearing about that stuff. <laughs> but, you know, you know how it is. Um, just need to maintain some things. Um, I won a poker tournament on Saturday. Uh, huge deal. I won a $25 bar tab. Um, triple points. Okay. There's a lot of free poker leagues in Colorado Springs. That's what I was doing before I moved to LA. This is going to sound so sad. Like, I don't know what's more sad. The fact that I was doing stand-up comedy once I moved to LA, like every night, or the fact that I was playing free poker in bars every night before I moved to LA. I mean, you decide. Um, <laughs> can't really, can't really comment on that. Um, I also won the respect of my peers in the poker tournament. Um, it was a huge deal. Uh, one of my hands, I had snowmen. Um, if you've played the game, you know, that means a pair of eights, a pair of eights. And, uh, the flop was whatever. And, uh, I think everybody checked around. Then the, uh, the turn comes up. It's another eight, another eight. Hmm. So, you know, you call that uh, trips if you're a player. You know, people who aren't familiar with the game would say three of a kind. Yeah, but you, if you play, you know the terms, okay? Maybe I should just teach you poker terms. Okay, so like three of a kind is trips. But then the rest of this hand, um, so I saw the eight come up and I bet uh, four times the blind, I think. And then a few people called, which surprised me. And then the river came up. It was another eight. That's right. Four eights. You know what that means? Quads. That's the third highest hand in poker. Third highest hand. The only thing higher than that is a straight flush and a royal flush. Um, so that's pretty exciting. You also get your picture taken if you get quads. <laughs> and they put it on the, uh, the league website. There's like four three different uh, poker leagues in Colorado Springs that I that I play in when I go home. Um, they love me. They all recognize me. You know, it's like walking in. It's like seeing old friends. You know, they're always impressed by what I'm doing, which is nice. 
you know, oh, you live in LA. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's great. I don't hate it at all. It's not like the worst place I've ever lived. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you just, you know, hang out in the bar. You get um, you get extra chips for drinking, which is great. Um, was I drinking when I was home in Colorado Springs cleaning out my mother's condo? Yeah, I was drinking. I had to. I'm not going to lie. But, um, you know, like, one of my favorite drinks is uh, Double Tito's Greyhound. And, okay, God love this place, this country bar. Um, they don't have grapefruit juice, which is, like, a sin. And, well, not and, but, but a Double Tito's is $11. In Los Angeles, that would be, like, $22. So, you know, you do pretty good. And you get 10,000 extra chips with this poker league. If you get a double drink, I'm just going to say the name of the place I went to. It's called the Whiskey Baron in Colorado Springs. And the first night I went, they had some concert by some country band that apparently had been on America's Got Talent, I want to say. One of those exploitative shows that I hate. They were on it, but they were pretty good. Um, so that's what I did with my time. I played free poker um, I sold my mom's love seat to a woman who like claimed <laughs> it was so weird. She like claimed that it was torn, but it wasn't torn. I'm pretty sure that her and her husband tore it when they were bringing it downstairs. And that annoyed me so much. Um, so anyway, I did sell a love seat. I sold a car. I sold a 1997 Toyota Camry LE with a V6 engine. Um, that era of the Camry is considered beloved. And I sold the car to a woman who was definitely a feminist. She was a professional skydiver, um, but she was 83 years old. So she had been skydiving professionally like, you know, 60 years ago. That's crazy, right? I, you know, and I, and I sold the car to her for less than what I was hoping to sell it for simply because I felt like it was the right thing to do. And that's just who I am. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's what I've been up to. Um, stand up comedy. I, can you believe it? Um, I haven't done comedy in five months. I'm not even sure if I like, can be funny about anything. I don't know what is funny. I'm thinking about going to an open mic tomorrow night to just, like, talk on stage and see what happens. But, um, I know I used to be funny, and I'm pretty sure this podcast has been funny at times, but I don't feel very funny right now. I still don't. I feel like it's just, like, when your mom dies, like, nothing is funny. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Except, you know, when my dad dies, I think that'll be hilarious because he's a horrible person. And I saw this, um, I saw this story about this obituary that this guy wrote for his dad because his dad was, like, a piece of shit. And he was, like, um, in the, in the obituary, it was like, oh, you know, our father was an abusive alcoholic narcissist who didn't stick around for his children. And this guy, um, the son, he wrote that his father 
dying is proof that, quote, evil does eventually die. And I found that to be very relatable. Um, because I think it is that whole saying about, like, only the good die young is, like, pretty true. Because it seems like some of the most miserable people live so long and I feel like they're living out of spite and I also think that the reason why people like that live long is because they're literally sucking the life force out of people around them so like you know like narcissistic people and I hate like the fact that pop psychology has kind of like you know, taken the term narcissist and run with it. And everybody's like, you're a narcissist. You're a narcissist. Where, like, somebody who's, like, truly a narcissist, like, definitely, like, has traits of NPD is, like, it's something, like, so terrifying that, I mean, I've been around it twice in my life. And I know what it is. And I just feel like it's more rare than people think even though people I think could be really selfish and self-centered and, you know, have narcissistic traits, not necessarily be a quote narcissist, because that's like, I know there's like so much criteria you have to meet to be that. Mm. But anyway, my theory is that people who are narcissists, like they like literally take the energy and power out of people who are around them and they use that to not age or live longer. Like my ex-boyfriend, he, um, oh God, he's such a horrible person. He, <laughs> like, he looks young for his age. I mean, he looks older um, than when we were dating, but, you know, I met him, like, almost 10 years ago. And he lied about his age when we met. Like, he said he was... Um, 28, and of course I found out later he was 35, which I think I've talked about on the pod before. But, um, I mean, he obviously did that for a reason. Like, he wanted to... Well, I made the mistake of telling him my age first, because I told him I was 26. And then he's like, oh, I'm 28. I don't know. It was very strange looking back on it. Like, looking, you know, looking back on every, like, shitty relationship, you could always be like, oh, yeah, that was a huge red flag. Um, And that was a huge red flag, the fact that he lied about his age. But how could I have known that, like, when I met him? Like, oh, this guy's lying about his age. It's just, like, strange. Um... But uh, he is quite a bit older now because that was like 10 years ago. He's over 40. And um, I saw on his Facebook that he has his birth year as the year 2000. Like right now, it says the year 2000, which is like so crazy. So he's like 43 or 44 and saying that he was born in the year 2000. And I could easily see people falling for that. So if you meet a guy, (laughs) this is my advice to like women, especially in LA. If you're dating guys in LA, and I think I've talked about this before, if you, you need to ask a guy to see his ID. Okay. Because honestly, if he hesitates, that's weird, right? Like, is he not who he says he is? You know, if he is who he says he is, then why shouldn't he show you his ID? 
Um, I know a lot of people are going to be like, you're a cop or whatever, but like, no, here's the thing. Like women face so many threats and I think like bare minimum, like a guy who wants to put his dick in you could at least show you his ID, you know, like I want to know like who is inside of me. Is that a crime? No. Mm. Plus like you could, I don't know, you could like memorize it. (laughs) Why am I giving away all of these, like, premium tips? Like, I should have a Patreon where I just give, like, I give out, like, life tips. And I give out all of my greatest hits. $10 a month. Whatever. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to give this one for free because I'm feeling generous. So, um, you could memorize his address. You know, you can look up his address. Uh, I'm not saying to stalk him. I'm saying, like, what if you're hanging out with him and your friends don't know where you are? (laughs) You can text his address to your friends so that they know where you are. It's so sad that, like, we have to do this, but it's, like, it's still a reality where, like, women will go out with guys and then never go home and blah. You know the drill. You know the drill. So, anyway... How did this get started? Oh, yeah. So the the guy was happy that his nurse's father died. Yeah, my father obviously has outlived my mom. And I think part of that is because he, like, basically, like, took her life force. You know, I think that a lot of her self-esteem was, like, really destroyed in their marriage. And I feel like he literally, like, took her energy and is living off of it to this day. And I do not wish him well. And that's that. I mean, what can I say? What can I say? You know, you don't have to like people that you're related to. I got downvoted so fucking hard once on Reddit for saying that, like, you don't need to talk to your family. (laughs) Which you don't. Why do you need to talk? Just because you're related to somebody doesn't mean they're a good person. And I'm, like, sick of this rhetoric that's like, oh, but they're they're your family. They're your family. Who gives a fuck if they're your family? You know? Who gives a fuck? If they're, like, not, like, adding positive things to your life and they're treating you like shit and they're abusive or, you know, just, like, a weight on top of you, it's like, why would you even talk to them? You know, like my brother, he's like such a fucking hater. Like, I don't, he, uh, he'll probably listen to this, whatever. But like, he's like always mad at me for like no reason. Like he was mad at me because like he wouldn't get the vaccine and our mom wanted him to get the vaccine to come visit her. And then like, you know, he was posting all this like anti-vax stuff on Facebook and he blocked me and I was just like, all right, fuck it. Like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Like, I, I literally, I do not care. I do not care. You know, if somebody's just like not listening to you and they're being purposely obtuse and they're, you know, being rude and shutting you down and not listening to you, then what's the point? You know, you don't need to talk to them. I like having boundaries. I don't want to speak to somebody who makes me uncomfortable, you know, and makes all these like wild assumptions about me and you know, expects me to pay for shit, you know. 
that's a long story I don't want to get into. <laughs> Plus, I don't know who's listening to this. I feel like there's so many, like, people in my family who, like, are two-faced. I'm definitely not one of them because I feel like I'm always, like... <laughs> Hearing like, oh, well, so-and-so said this and so-and-so said that. And they said that you're a bitch. And I'm like, what? I'm a bitch? How? Why? What did I do? I don't fucking know. There's like so much drama in families. So my advice is to um, not talk to your family if they bring drama to your life, you know? You know? Plus, like, you can make friends and they can be your family. So that's my advice. Make friends, make those friends your family. Because just because you're related to somebody does not make them a person you need in your life. Mm. Yeah, this Sauvignon Blanc I'm drinking is from uh, Wine Country. I went to Wine Country for um, close personal friend Lisa Chenu's bachelorette party. We went to Los Olivos, which I've never been to before. And, um, yeah, it's like the area where, you know, the movie Sideways with Paul Giamatti and uh, Thomas Thomas Hayden Church. That's um, where we were, up in that area. Um, I had never been. I've never really been to wine country. I've been to vineyards and stuff and tastings, uh, mostly in Europe. <laughs> Not gonna brag. Um... It is a huge brag. Um, <laughs> but I liked it. It was cute. Um, Los Olivos is like so small. It's like probably like three streets. And pretty much every business there is a tasting room. And you just go in and you drink the wine. I noticed that there's no place to like spit wine out anymore. I don't. Is that COVID related? Or is it just because they want you to get drunk and buy stuff? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, they give you, like, a tasting portion, which is, like, I don't know, a third of a glass. But then, like, if you have, like, you know, like, 20 thirds of a glass, then you're going to be fucked up. It was fun. It was fun. So, that's what we did. Wedding is next weekend. That should also be fun. Um... So many... What's in the news right now? Ugh. Oh, let me see. Oh my god, I saw this horrible story. <laughs> no, I shouldn't even talk about it. Okay, yeah. So I saw this like horrible story about um, this guy who's working at a recycling plant and he's been missing for months. But apparently he like fell into like a recycling shredder and they found like traces of human blood on the outside of the shredder. And so basically his entire body was shredded. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Fucking horrible, right? But I thought it was interesting. Um, yeah, let's see. Hmm. What is trending? Nope, no, no. Did you see Top Gun? I saw Top Gun. Um... You know, everybody on Twitter always wants to be, like, woke about everything. And, and you know, everybody's being like, Top Gun is pro-military propaganda. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, it's pro-military propaganda. That's what people want <laughs> right now. You know, this country is so, like, down in the fucking dumps. 
that like maybe we do want a piece of military propaganda that is not bad i mean okay some of the parts of the movie were like really corny like the fact that they gave miles teller um the exact same look that his father had this is not a spoiler somebody said i like spoiled it by saying that miles teller was goose's son like you literally find that out in the first two minutes of the movie but he also had a mustache and was wearing hawaiian shirts and i was just like why is he exactly the same they also like intercut clips from the first movie into the new movie and it was um corny so that's the only thing that um one of the only criticisms i have of the movie also they made val kilmer die of cancer even though he's alive today after having cancer so whatever i don't know Oh, Val Kilmer was, like, so good-looking. Like, in the 90s. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> James Caan died today. Speaking of hot guys, James Caan as Sonny Corleone. I mean, talk about raw sexual power on screen. Can we just, like, have a moment of silence for that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sonny Corleone. Um, <laughs> James Conn was, like, fucking hot. Like, he was hot. Did you ever see Thief? I watched that with um, a man who I've had relations with. And um, it was good. Um, it's a Michael Mann movie. Like, all these movies are kind of, like... Well, they're all... Most of them are, like, L.A., like, raw, like, gritty, you know, crime, whatever. Thief takes place in Chicago, but it's, like, the same idea. You know, raw, gritty, crime. Michael Mann made Heat, which is, um, of course, my favorite Los Angeles film. Also starring Val Kilmer as Chris Scherherlis. Um Very hot in that movie. Long hair. Um, yeah, this is not a Michael Mann tribute podcast, but it could be. <laughs> it could be, but it's not. Um... Yeah, so James Caan passed away, and, you know, it's not, like, unexpected. He was 82. That's, like, a pretty good run, you know? But I have to say, like, he was, like, he, like, he was, like, good-looking even when he was old. And that's pretty rare. Like, he was good-looking in, um, Elf, <laughs> I feel like. Does anyone remember Elf? Of course you do. Elf is, like, I don't know why, but, like, Elf is, like, considered a cult classic. And, like, what there's, like, two funny parts. Like, where he, where Will Ferrell's like, oh, we're going to meet Santa! And it's, like, it's funny because it's, like, a six-foot-five man, like, yelling happy things about seeing Santa. Oh, my God. James Conn was an Aries. <laughs> Breaking news. This just in. James Conn was an Aries. March 26th, 1940 unbelievable unbelievable you know what that means that's why he was hot that's why he was hot when when a guy is an aries he ages well he looks young for a while and he has an athletic body and we all know what james Conn looked like when he was young <laughs> he had an athletic body anyway damn r.i.p to an aries legend hmm crazy um 
I have to go back to Colorado soon, so I have to save my energy for that. And, you know, I think I'm going to do comedy tomorrow. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to, like, think of something funny to say and write it down and go on stage and say it. Or I'm going to write on stage. And I think this is it. I think I'm ready to go back on stage. Because I've been isolating myself and I don't feel good about it. (laughs) I've just been, like, isolating myself from people and not saying, like, anything about how I really feel. And uh, it's, like, a big old mess. So I need to, like, get on that before it gets too serious. So, yeah. Well, what else is there to say? Follow me on Twitter. I'm active on Twitter. Still killing it on Twitter somehow. Even though I don't feel um, funny lately, but yeah. So, I guess that's it. At Fixter Heather on Twitter and Instagram. I definitely need Instagram followers. I mean, I don't know what's going on there. I'm just like bleeding Instagram followers. Do I post content? Not really. Um, So maybe I need to post content. I can't believe I, oh my God, saying the word content in 2022 should be illegal. Like, it's like so sick that like, even after a global pandemic, well, the pandemic is still ongoing. It's like, we still have to talk about making content. Like, this business, God, I need to get out of it. I'm going to be a lawyer. Okay. So if you need a lawyer, hit me up. All right. Have a good night.